You are Locked On Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation, and welcome to Locked On Saints, brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network. Ross Jackson here at Ross Jackson ASC on Twitter, your host covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Saints, like nobody else does it every single Monday through Friday. Lead analyst over at AllSaintsConsidered.com. Welcome, as always, to all of our first-time listeners, as well as to all of those of you who've been supporting me from the jump. Houdat family, welcome into Wednesday's episode of Locked On Saints. No crossover to be had this week, unfortunately, but we're still going to take a look at another team as a former Saints assistant joins an NFC South rival. Should we feel confident or concerned about that matchup twice a season from here on out? That very same NFC South team also lost a key contributor on the defensive side of the football. So we'll also discuss what that means for New Orleans in their future meetings. And to close out the show today, it's Drew Brees' birthday. So we'll wish him a happy one, of course. But we're also going to broach the sensitive subject of his return to the NFL. He's going to turn 41 today. So we'll ask the question that's on a lot of Saints fans' minds. Is that what's best for the team? A 41-year-old quarterback? We got all that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints, your team every day. News broke yesterday that rattled Southern Louisiana as former Saints offensive assistant and LSU passing game coordinator Joe Brady accepts a position in the NFL in the NFC South with the Carolina Panthers. That's our New Orleans Saints lead story of the day with Ross Jackson of Locked On Saints. Yes, folks, it's happened and potentially in the worst way, depending on how you want to look at it. One of the heroes of LSU's national championship run, Joe Brady, the former offensive assistant of New Orleans that was brought in to help rejuvenate the LSU offense and did so very well all the way to, as I mentioned, a national championship just this past Monday, has accepted a position in the NFL with the NFC South rival Carolina Panthers as their new offensive coordinator. This comes just about a week after Matt Rule, the former head coach of the Baylor Bears, was selected as Carolina's new head coach after they had moved on from Ron Rivera during the regular season. Joe Brady was named the top assistant coach in the nation, the only offensive assistant to be a finalist for that award. And now he's taken his talents to Carolina, where he'll face the New Orleans Saints at least two times a year for the foreseeable future depending on how the playoffs shake out each season. Remember, the Saints and Panthers did play each other three times just a few seasons ago. Now, the big question for Saints fans is, are you feeling comfortable or concerned with Joe Brady within the division? And I think there's a pretty deciding factor here, but we'll come up with a couple of different points on this. So one of the things that we'll talk about strictly in terms of the Carolina Panthers offense versus the Saints defense, the Saints and Dennis Allen are going to be pretty familiar with whatever offense he inputs in Carolina. And I think that's going to be a big telling factor, at least in the early matchups between these two teams with Joe Brady as their offensive coordinator. The Saints, of course, had Joe Brady in the 2017-2018 seasons, as well as the 2018-2019 season before he left in 2019 to go to the LSU Tigers. So Joe Brady may actually be the one in a little bit of a disadvantage here, as at least in the early goings, he's going to input an offense that he learned with the New Orleans coaching staff, which Dennis Allen should be more than ready to counter as he has to do it 
pretty much every week in practice. Now, there will certainly be some nuances and differences that he's going to add, some wrinkles that maybe he picked up working with Steve Insminger up in Baton Rouge. But the big question then becomes, does he have the talent on the offense to really run a system that's akin to what we saw with LSU, which, mind you, historically is going to go down as one of the greatest college offenses that we've ever seen. So the more realistic question is, does he have the talent around him on the offense to run a system like what the Saints did in 2017 through 2018? And if I'm being honest... I think the answer there is no. I mentioned that Matt Rule was a good hire for the team, but that it was going to take some time for him to be able to build around whoever it is that he chooses at quarterback, and that that talent is not going to be there and is not in the building at this moment. So certainly, it's going to take some time before either of these guys to really put together the pieces that they need to be able to achieve what the Saints did in 2017, let's say, where they had a top five both passing and rushing offense, or in 2018, where the Saints offense threw for 33 passing touchdowns, which was a top 10 scoring offense in terms of the passing game and also led the league in rushing touchdowns in the same year with 26, the year after they led the league in rushing touchdowns with 23. Now that kind of dropped off for the Saints in 2019. Joe Brady, of course, was busy winning a national championship during that time up in Baton Rouge, but it goes to show you that you're constantly having to adjust and create nuance and add wrinkles into your offense because it's never going to just work across from year to year to year without some adjustments. That's something that I don't think that Joe Brady yet has the experience to do. And because of that, I think he's going to struggle in the early goings against the New Orleans Saints and against other teams, not only within the NFC South, but within the NFL. So it's going to take some time for his offense to really get clicking. And I think that's good news for New Orleans, whose essentially title window is open right now for at least a little while longer, I'd say, depending on the decisions that they make coming up here this offseason with the direction that they want to take their offense. And the big reason why I believe that is because of how weak the NFC South is. They can win within their division, therefore they can get to the playoffs and contend for a title. And to wrap all of this up, even though Joe Brady and Matt Rule are going to have a very, very nice weapon in Christian McCaffrey for many years to come, there's still a lot of questions around what the quarterback situation is going to be in Carolina. And let's not forget, Kyle Allen just seems to get everything to go his way against the New Orleans Saints. So that would be something to watch. But the other part of this is not just about the Saints defense versus the Carolina offense. But now that Joe Brady is in the building in Carolina, Carolina is going to milk Joe Brady for all the information that he has on what the Saints might look like this year as well, based on his information from previous seasons. And while that might have a little bit of a benefit for the Carolina Panthers defense as well as we often say, you win some, you lose some. So the Panthers definitely won the opportunity here, getting a guy like Joe Brady, who I'm sure was in high demand between even just Carolina and LSU to either return to or join their clubs. But in return, they lost a key piece on their defense as Luke Keekley at 28 years old surprisingly announced his retirement. We've got more on that up next here on Locked on Saints, your team every day. So a big congratulations in order for Joe Brady, especially what he did for those of us that are LSU Tigers fans. But the NFC South, though... Bro, the NFC South, though, you really had to do that. Do you know what? These things, they ebb and they flow. And so that was definitely a flow moment for the Carolina Panthers. But the ebb set in pretty quickly as within hours of Joe Brady being announced as a new offensive coordinator 
in Carolina. It was also announced that Luke Keekley, the star and I believe future Hall of Fame inside linebacker, a staple and just an absolute centerpiece to the Carolina Panthers organization, not just their defense, announced his retirement at just 28 years old, saying that he knew in his heart that it was the right thing for him to do. And I respect that. I always respect people that will go out on their own terms. The guy's 28 years old. He still has an entire lifetime ahead of him. It makes perfect sense. And if you consider all the concussions and if you consider all of the health issues that he's had to deal with throughout his career, it makes perfect sense that he goes out, honestly, I would say on top as one of the best linebackers in the NFL, not just inside linebackers, but one of the best defensive players in the NFL at this moment. So kudos to Luke Keekley for making a call like that in terms of what was best for him. And I'm sure what he considers to be best for his family as well, which in my opinion is more important than anything. So I, 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 absolutely celebrate uh, Luke Keekley's decision there. And honestly, look, Luke Keekley is a likable dude. He's very personable. He's going to have a career in broadcasting. I would be shocked if I didn't see him with a television station or a radio station within the next couple of years. I would imagine a television station, maybe even as early as this coming season. But I could imagine if he wanted to take some time off to just enjoy his retirement before jumping back into work elsewhere. But uh, incredible for Luke Keekley, And I'm really glad for him that he was able to go out on his own terms, which is something we're going to discuss a little bit more in the next segment with a Saints player uh, by the name of Drew Brees, of course. But that was always a huge matchup that we love to watch every time that Carolina and New Orleans played against one another. Drew Brees versus Luke Keekley, the chess match between the two, and along with the chess match between Ron Rivera and Sean Payton, these guys on the field were absolutely electric to watch going up against one another. You could even throw in in the recent years Alvin Kamara versus Luke Keekley, which is always a lot of fun to watch as well. So Luke Keekley is always going to be one of those guys that maybe was on a rival team that is a, you know, a player from the opposition, but that always had respect across the line of scrimmage. And I would even dare add to that respect across the fan base as well. I think everybody respected Luke Keekley and what he was able to do on that football field. He was an outstanding player. Just to look over a little bit of what the Saints aren't going to have to face any longer. If you look at just the 16 games that he's played against the New Orleans Saints, 15 of them in the regular season and one from the playoff. This is a tweet from Rod Walker to where he compiled all this. He recorded 145 tackles, eight tackles for a loss, four quarterback hits, an interception, 10 pass deflections, and a fumble recovery. That would be, that's that's over 16 games, right? 16 total games against the Saints. If that was just a 16-game regular season, that's a very good 16 game regular season. Keekley was averaging just over nine tackles per game against the Saints. Now, they might be able to find somebody to come in. I mean, I think that this really puts them in contention for a guy like, let's say, Kenneth Murray, but he's way, but they're picking way too early in the draft. And there's going to be a lot of other quality guys there. But when you look at what this team has lost in a guy like Luke Keekley, that's big. And that is helpful for the Saints. I'm glad that Luke Keekley ended up retiring on his own terms and he, it's not over an or anything like that, because I don't have to feel bad about saying, phew, <laughs> because he was a huge part of what would sometimes give the Saints trouble. Now, all of a sudden, the Saints offense against a Luke Keekley-less Carolina defense is something that I feel pretty comfortable with. And if you also consider the fact that the Saints have A.J. Klein, who was originally eh, kind of supposed to be the big backup and, and the guy behind Luke Keekley, the Carolina Panthers are kind of starting off from square one at this point on the inside. Looking at their depth chart from this last season, Luke Keekley and Jack Thompson 
split the responsibilities on the inside in the 3-4 defense, but behind them were Andre Smith, Jermaine Carter Jr., and Jordan Kunisic. So not really a name back there that is the apparent heir behind Luke Keithley. So this may definitely affect the Carolina Panthers draft strategy and may delay a little bit of the process that we spoke about in the early segment where we talked about putting the offensive weapons around for Joe Brady and Matt Rule. Now you have to fill a major key and humongous hole in your defense before you can even worry about what you're going to be able to add in terms of weaponry on offense. So I'd feel pretty comfortable at this point if the Saints do indeed, as I expect, have one or two years left in terms of their championship opportunity opportunity and that window that uh, the Carolina Panthers definitely will not be the team in their way as they have a lot to figure out before they can get rolling. Now we talked about some of the opponents if that championship window is open but what about for the Saints? Is their championship window still open and how does Drew Brees factor into that? We'll say a quick happy birthday to Drew Brees but then quickly turn to question the idea of a 41 year old quarterback in New Orleans next season. All right, Huda Nation, we're going to wrap up today's show by taking a moment to say happy birthday to Drew Brees and also happy birthday to his son, Balen Brees. I can't believe they actually share the same birthday. What an incredible birthday present it must have been to have uh, a son <laughs> for your birthday. So that's pretty dope. Uh, so happy birthday, first of all, to both Drew and Balen Brees. Drew turns 41 years old today and has an extraordinarily accomplished NFL career. No, he does not have six rings, but he's got one and a Super Bowl MVP. He's also got mad records all-time leader in passing yardage completions completion percentage he owns five of those top seven records in completion percentage he's also the uh, leader in completions and uh, passing touchdowns he's got the most 5,000 yard seasons he's led the NFL in passing yardage I think five or six times including going over 5,000 yards five times in the NFL which before last year was more than the amount of other quarterbacks that had ever thrown for over 5,000 yards has been three just in the last two seasons with both Big Ben and and uh, Patrick Mahomes doing it last year. And then Jameis Winston did it this year quietly because he was overshadowed by also throwing 30 interceptions over the season. So a very accomplished career for the longtime New Orleans Saint joining the team in 2006 after a dreadful and nearly career-ending injury had him shipped out of San Diego. Not shipped out, but they cast him aside, let me say it that way, uh, in, in favor of a guy like Philip Rivers, who has also been great, but hasn't won a Super Bowl ring like uh, Sean Payton and Drew Brees combined to do in 2009 for New Orleans. So an unquestionably outstanding career so far for Drew Brees. And yes, I do mean so far. Y'all know how I feel about the situation with Drew Brees. I do believe that Drew Brees gives the Saints the best opportunity to win this coming season. However, I do believe that it's going to take a big shift in terms of how this offense approaches the game. And some of that is Sean Payton, but a large part of that is Drew Brees too, who helps draw up the game plan every week with Coach Payton. So let's not remove Drew Brees from this conversation. I do believe, and I'm sort of going back to the Twitter Tuesday conversation as I didn't really give you my opinion on stuff. I, I read off your opinion and reacted to your opinion, but I agree with a lot of you out there. So I want to make that known. I do believe that the Saints have to and will commit to the run more in 2020. They need to have an offensive game plan that is built to support an aging quarterback. I'm not saying that he can't do it at 41. 41 in the NFL, thanks to Drew, thanks to, well, I guess you could say thanks to Drew Brees, but also thanks to Tom Brady, isn't old anymore right? It's questionable, but it's not done. And when you look at what Tom Brady did last year, he wasn't 
you know, off the charts reliable. He wasn't off the charts throwing for over 5,000 yards and 40 touchdowns like Drew Brees did back in what, 2011, 2012. But they did a good job building a team around him that gave him what he needed to be able to achieve with the game that he had left. And that is a big part. They had guys that were good with the ball in their hands and run after catch. Look at Julian Edelman. You can also look at Julian Edelman in terms of a guy that can make tough and contested catches. He, he had receivers that were good for more than just 421 receiving yards like Ted Ginn Jr. was for this year where he had 421 receiving yards and two touchdowns. That was your second leading wide receiver when it came to receiving yards. After that was Traquan Smith with 234 and yes, he had five touchdowns, but he was still tied with third string quarterback Taysom Hill for yardage at 234 yards through the air this season. And I know, I know that the Patriots didn't have the biggest and best wide receiver core or the biggest and best running back core. The Saints actually ran the ball more this year 317 times with their two lead backs than what the Patriots did in their Super Bowl season in 2018 only 303 times with their lead back so the run game situation is pretty similar in both New Orleans and New England but the Saints really do need to have more of a focus on that run game especially when you have the talent that you have in the backfield you have a volume run guy like Latavius Murray you have a change of pace back like Alvin Kamara use them as such and use them to your advantage instead of focusing on throwing the ball to Alvin Kamara behind the line of scrimmage, six, seven yards behind the line of scrimmage every day. Just focus on what you can create in the run game and then allow that to feed your passing game. You look back to the Saints' most successful seasons, they're the seasons where they have a reliable run game. I was just talking about them in 2017, which should have been a Super Bowl team, but unfortunately the fluke play happened. That team was top five in passing, but also top five in the run game. And in 2017 and 2018, both teams arguably Super Bowl teams they led the league both of those teams in rushing touchdowns in both of those seasons so when you look at where the Saints have been most successful it's there I'm going to draw one more parallel to the New England Patriots not that the New England Patriots are the ideal standard in terms of what the Saints should be looking forward to and trying to create but when you look at the aging quarterbacks in the game there's no reason not to at least try to steal a little bit of information from them and this is a big thing that Saints fans have talked about for a very long time and that the Saints coaches need to create and that is a reliable defense not a defense that's inconsistent and that's great on you know weeks seven through maybe 12 and then is mediocre around the rest of the season but need to create a defense and you have all of the pieces that you need you have a star edge rusher you have a solid interior you have one of the best linebackers in the game right now in demario davis who's entering the final year of his contract in 2020 you have a star corner in marshawn Lattimore. you can hold on to a guy that can be a star uh, safety in the league in Von Bell. If you can keep all these pieces together and add the appropriate pieces around them, give those guys running mates. Give Von Bell a running mate at safety if you don't like what Marcus Williams is giving you. Give uh, Marshawn Lattimore a running mate for the future opposite him in the corner position or just bring Janoris Jenkins back for next year and give him a veteran for this coming year and then start to mine for gold in the draft in terms of what you can get for the future. Make sure that Cam Jordan has a healthy and 
suitable running mate at all times opposite him. You can keep running with Marcus Davenport. I have no problem with Marcus Davenport, but get a third pass rusher in the building so that if Marcus Davenport gets hurt, you're not falling back on some guys that struggle in one or the other, whether it be passing def- I'm sorry, uh, the pass rush or run defense. Trey Hendrickson was great in terms of the pass rush, a little mediocre when it comes to the run game, although he did play well the latter part of the season when Marcus Davenport was out. But in terms of longevity, he has health concerns as well. So just grab somebody that has the talent and that is durable and that can be there if one of these other guys goes down. If you could just put together a few more pieces and then get a linebacker that can go sideline to sideline just like Demario Davis can and you get a young guy that you can partner up with him, then maybe you can match what the New England Patriots did this year where they were number one in the NFL when it came to scoring defense, total yardage defense. They were number two in the NFL when it came to passing defense and number six in the NFL when it came to rushing defense. That is the type of team that you put around Drew Brees at this time so that you can take advantage of short fields because you're creating turnovers or because you have the best return specialist in the game right now in Deontay Harris, who's going into only his second season. Drew Brees is turning 41 today. You want to say happy birthday to him, get him the best birthday present that he can ask for. A run game that actually supports the talent that they have in that backfield in Latavius Murray and Alvin Kamara, and a defense that can allow him to take advantage and not have to play against teams that are putting up 48 points on the defense at home in the Superdome. That's your happy birthday present to Drew Brees moving ahead to the 2020 season, if indeed he does return to the team. If he doesn't, you go ahead and do this anyway, because you you saw that it worked with Teddy Bridgewater. It's exactly what worked with Teddy Bridgewater was that run game. Uh, we saw the even split. You can make that work with Taysom Hill if for whatever reason you decide that he's the guy to go with. And you can make that work if you go with somebody out of free agency or the draft like Jalen Hurts. You put together the run game and the defense that is necessary to win at the NFL level. You put together a team that looks like what we're watching in the playoffs right now. It doesn't matter if your quarterback is 41 or 14, you're going to win some games. All right, y'all, that is going to do it for today's episode. As always, thank you so much for being here, and thank you so much for all of your support. Coming up tomorrow, we're going to jump into the wide receiver position uh, review for 2019, as well as look at the 2020 outlook, and we'll take a look at some wide receiver free agents out there on the market as well. We'll probably spend our entire episode on this because we know that wide receiver is a huge position of need, and we really want to dive into that free agency market and then on friday we'll go into free agency friday to where we'll identify one key big ticket free agent that the saints should look to retain and one that they should look to sign from the open market we got that coming up all throughout locked on saints for the rest of the week and as always y'all thank you so much for coming through once again i am ross jackson you can find me on twitter at ross jackson asc hit me up let me know how the family's doing let me know how you're living let me know how your mom and them tell your friends family and fellow saints fans about the show and if you have the time and if you don't mind go ahead and drop that five star rating and review and if you're not already subscribed please go ahead and do so thank you so much for all your support and for helping me grow this family this has been locked on saints and trust to that nation i'll holla at you